Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, reanimated. In the year 1985, director Stuart Gordon cast Jeffrey Combs as H.P. Lovecraft's Herbert West, co-starring Barbara Crampton, sometimes with clothes, sometimes without, and Bruce Abbott and the late David Gale, completing one of the goriest, most hilarious, most decapitatingest films ever made, Reanimator. Wow, that was so long. Who are you? Where did your accent go? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Did I do? Did I go on too much? No, that, wanted... was, that, that was great. That was great. No, um, so uh, like we're, we're having a weird one today. Uh, this is Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. This is Matt. You can say your name if you want, because you're here. Ah, uh, this is Luke. I thought you were going to be Andrew. Anyway, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm that, Andrew. I'm sorry. That's I not Luke. That's, like I was here. Yeah. Okay. I, I take two. This is Matt. <laughs> this is Andrew. <laughs> this is the sci-fi. <laughs> edit you have point. to say sanctuary. You've heard enough, man. You know what to do. The edit okay. point. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Luke's running a little late to his own podcast today. I got a message. He was like, "I'm getting a gym membership at 10." I was like, "In Japan, that's gonna take like a while." <laughs> yeah, and but, I was yeah. like, "Who is who is Jim? And why do you need a membership?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim with his members. Damn it, Some Jim. Kind of member. Damn it, Jim. Yes. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I got the Facebook message from him, like, get started. So, you know, there'll be a, a surprise appearance from Luke at some point later on. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today we are talking about uh, Reanimator, which, interestingly, I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. Or, like, I'm sure when we were kids, like, you showed me scenes. And I think we did watch Bride of Reanimator several times. <laughs> I, I mean, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, sounds yeah. Right. Um, I, I know I, I'd always, if it was my choice, I'd always be like, Frankenhooker. So yeah, that, that, that was, Frankenhooker is the people's choice. What can you say? Well, I mean, now that I've seen Reanimator, it's definitely I see where this one like has a little bit more. It's always been around. It was a poster on your wall growing up, so the image was there. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I basically somehow I'd never quite hit this particular stream of horror movie. So, um, I don't know. I, I think it's the same for Luke. I don't think he'll tell us when he gets here. But uh, I, I know you have a little more of a story on this one, uh, getting into it. And is this still, like, your favorite movie? Um, I yeah, know at some I, point you listed it as that. <laughs> I, yeah, it, I, I think it must be. I mean, it's it's not the best movie I've ever seen. Because I would say, like, my all-around favorite is probably Harold and Maude. Um, but this is, Reanimator is the best horror movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. And when it came out, you were not quite down with horror movies yet. It took you a no. few years, yeah? 
No, this was one of the ones, one of the many that came from my dad's uh, shelf of pirated copies uh, that he had when when I was a kid. But the poster for Reanimator with the uh, Harold uh, Herbert West has a good head on his shoulders and another one in a pan on his desk. That one was um, in the window, front window, decapitated head and all, um, right by the uh, local grocery store. It was Big Star at one time, and there was an A&P. They both had a video rental. I don't know where exactly, um, what exactly it was at the time. But yeah, right in the window of the store, when mom and dad and kids are going to get their groceries, there was the reanimator poster. So I had always assumed it was scarier than it was. Uh, And when I finally got the whatever to watch it, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty funny movie. Um, I know watching it, you know, I definitely was like, oh, this is where a lot of uh, Garth Mungie's Dark Place uh, got itch stick from. I mean, yes. adding in, like, coked out Stephen King and, you know, terrible 80s TV tropes, which Reanimator is not guilty of. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's still, I, I, th- I feel like it holds up. I've, I've seen it a lot of times, at, like, in my adult life. And uh, director Stuart Gordon, he, he won, he passed away this year, was it? Uh, either this year or late last year. I can't remember yeah, which. Really- I want to. I want to say this year. Very recently. Was this the start of his run, or did he make yeah. something before this? No, no. Before this, he was um, with the Organic Theater in Chicago. So this was a uh, theater group's basically attempt at making film, and that's kind of why the uh, the acting and everything is sort of you know directed towards the cheap seats. That's why it's so over the top, because he thought, well, you know, the back row needs to be able to see it. And it's like, no, Stuart, you have a camera. This isn't on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So, yeah. And uh, some of his other um, man, I know I've seen a few of his other films. But, uh, what, what did he make after this? Uh, after this was From Beyond, which is kind of the flip flop to Reanimator, where uh, Bruce, um, Barbara Crampton and Jeffrey Combs, the roles are kind of switched, where she's the mad doctor and he's sort of the hapless victim. Now, I know I had seen From Beyond. Maybe, maybe that's where I'm like thinking I'd seen parts of Reanimator. <laughs> yeah, spectacular. He's done he's done straight up and down sci-fi. He did um, Space Truckers. He did Robot Jocks. But yeah, mostly known for horror uh, around that time. Yeah, definitely. He did um, Dagon, which is a pretty much his most straightforward Lovecraft adaptation I think he ever did. Uh, he also did a movie called Dolls as well, which is another horror movie. One of my favorites, Pit in the Pendulum, uh, Lance Henriksen. Uh, t- stars as Torquemada in that one. Um, and, uh, I know I saw that. Maybe yeah, that then, was the thing. Maybe you'd seen Reanimator too many times, so we ended up watching Bride from Beyond and uh, and that. Well, <laughs> it, it also would make sense because Bride of Reanimator was out around the time of I was hitting my like watch horror movies all the time phase. That was so Bride was newer, you know. Uh, in fact, I saw it at the um, Twelve Oaks Four Theater over there, and I guess that was Shambly area or something like that. But uh, uh, Castle Freak was one that became like one of my top favorites because it had uh, Jeffrey Combs and uh, Barbara Crampton once again, this time playing husband and wife. And that was another yeah. love story. Yeah, I seem to remember people just screaming Castle Freak at each other back in the day. <laughs> Castle Freak. <laughs> it's You're a Castle a Freak! <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, less of a, it's less of a comedy, but um, I, I tend to think of the, uh, Reanimator, From Beyond, and Castle Freak all together, even though there is a third Reanimator movie. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a it's a joke when you start screaming "Castle Freak" at someone, then the then the drama goes away. <laughs> um, anyway, Luke, Luke is going to do the synopsis of this, which will be like kind of a future event thing. But as I as I messaged you, uh, you know the damn story anyway. So I do. <laughs> yeah, quite well. 
In Switzerland, Herbert West brings his dead professor, Dr. Hans Gruber, not that one, back to life. There are horrific side effects, however. As West explains, the dosage was too large. West arrives at an American university to further his studies as a medical student. He rents a room from fellow medical student Dan Kane and converts the house's basement into his own personal laboratory. West demonstrates his reanimating reagent to Dan by reanimating Dan's dead cat, Rufus. Dan's fiancée, Megan Halsey, daughter of the medical school's dean, walks in on this experiment and is horrified. Dan tries to tell the dean about West's success in reanimating the dead cat, but the dean thinks Dan and West have gone mad. Barred from the school, they sneak into the morgue to test the reagent on a human subject. Dr. Halsey stumbles upon the scene and is killed by the reanimated corpse. West injects Dr. Halsey's body with his reanimating agent. Dr. Halsey returns to life, also in a zombie-like state. Dr. Halsey's colleague, Dr. Carl Hill, a professor and researcher at the hospital, takes charge of Dr. Halsey and discovers that Dr. Halsey is not sick, but dead and reanimated. Dr. Hill goes to Wed's basement lab and attempts to blackmail him. West clobbers him with a shovel and then decapitates him with it. West then reanimates Dr. Hill's head and body separately. While West is questioning Dr. Hill's head and taking notes, Dr. Hill's body sneaks up behind him and knocks him unconscious. The body carries the head back to Dr. Hill's office with West's reagent and notes. In his reanimated state, Dr. Hill acquires the ability to control other reanimated corpses telepathically. He then directs Dr. Halsey to snatch Megan away from Dan. Hill is interrupted in his devious machinations by the arrival of West and Dan. West distracts Dr. Hill while Dan frees Megan. Megan's voice reawakens a protectiveness in her father, who fights off the other corpses as Dan and Megan escape. In the ensuing chaos, Dr. Hill's body mutates rapidly and attacks West. As Dan and Morgan flee the morgue, one of the reanimated corpses attacks and strangles Megan. Dan takes her to the hospital emergency room and tries to revive her, but she is dead. In despair, he injects her with West's reagent. She screams! She lives, but at what cost? A lot of W's and R's close together in that make it very difficult. You wasky wabbit. Rest's reagent. So you've already mentioned uh, Barbara Crampton a few times. So I really, I just cannot get away with my joke that Jeffrey Combs is the only actor in this movie. And that's fair enough because uh, they tag teamed enough. It's, I guess it's one with the other, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, Barbara Crampton, uh, she's had a career resurgence. Like uh, everybody that's involved with uh, reanimator, um, you know, you got David Gale died. And I think uh, um, the guy that played, um, oh, I can't remember his name, but he's Meg's father. Oh, right, yeah, the dean. The yeah, Robert dean. Sampson, I think, is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Sampson, maybe. I feel like maybe he's not alive anymore. 
Um, and of course, Gordon is not. But um, uh, yeah, uh, Jeffrey Combs, he's still kicking around. He still does movies. I don't know about Bruce Abbott, but Crampton has had a huge career resurgence. She has a huge fan base. She just kind of walked back into it uh, with a role in, uh, in a uh, movie called um, We're Still Here. And did just her kids are grown and she realized that she had this giant fandom and she got back in her. She's a mega horror fan. She's all over social media. And uh, it's just like it's it's been incredible to see her. I've met her twice, Jeffrey Combs once. Barbara Crampton looks exactly like she did in Reanimator, only like younger and prettier. Weirdly enough, like <laughs> I don't know, like what cryo chamber she's been in, but uh, she's done some great and she's picked great projects every single time. Like they're not these like corny one-offs or whatever. She's done some like great like Sundance Channel stuff, things like that. Uh, really good ones. Well, I guess the the reagent worked at the end then, huh? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> he was the one that got it, man. Yeah, do you know where I... I mean, I definitely know Jeffrey Combs, and I've always known he's a reanimator, but do you know where I, like, know Jeffrey Combs? <laughs> well, I, he did a lot of Trek, didn't he? Yeah, he played, like, 17 different aliens on Trek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess, I mean, he was an Andorian Enterprise. He'd just show up in one-off roles, and when, uh, whenever he'd be in there, it's like, oh, he's the only actor in this episode. So um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, I know he's not in the main credits, but he's the only a- actor in that episode. But, yeah, he showed up in about eight or more episodes as uh, Wei Yun, which is kind of the uh, sniveling um, sort of villain. Uh, from he, he controls the sort of programmed uh, killbot guys. That well, yeah. I'm. I'm on, I haven't seen quite enough of them I'm, in my run of the show, I'm, and I'm watching it now. And I'm in season five, so I'm looking forward to a lot more Jeffrey. We've already gotten some, but we're getting we're getting a little more in the future. So um, I, I didn't even know he had a recurring role. I just thought he was strictly characters, you know. Oh, I'll send you down that wiki rabbit hole. Yeah, look up uh, <laughs> Wei Yun on and Jeffrey Combs. He a fantastic character. Just uh, uh, there's a scene where not to well, we go Trek here a lot, but he's uh, preparing the. Um, Basically, he has these commandos that need a drug from him. And there's a ceremony, and it shows him getting out this ornate box and just, like, going through the motions and saying all the rites and stuff. And here you are. <laughs> Let's get this done with. Just, yeah, some <laughs> some perfect Jeffrey Cohn moment. So, um, yeah, he's great. The only thing when I met him, he had a mustache because he was doing uh, Edgar Allan Poe on stage. And so he had a mustache. And I was a little bummed because here's Barbara Crampton looking like she just walked off the screen from Reanimator. She even had the bob cut at the time i got a picture of me with her and it's like whoa this is i could barely talk i never have that experience when meeting an actor it was like oh i did not expect you to look so young and so exactly like you do in the movie so i had a hard time with her but combs yeah he um well i've got a laser disc so signed by both of them uh really nice and they um they were cool but man yeah he he didn't look like himself like as in uh you know he definitely looked like older but gosh he <laughs> it threw me for a loop that was crazy and if we're going to talk about the uh, actors, I guess we do have to. Is it, oh God, is it Gale or Hale? I, I always get confused. D- David. David Gale. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> this was not a good job for him to take. It seems. <laughs> no, uh, David Gale's wife found out while watching the movie at the premiere um, that uh, he'd done this film where it's the head giving head scene. It's the most notorious part of the movie. Uh, it's where he is. For those who have not seen it. Um, David Gale's character, Dr. Carl, Carl Hill, um, ends up getting his head chopped off when he attempts to steal Herbert West's work. And um, Herbert, of course, is like, parts? I've never tried whole parts. So he just injects the uh, this 
the reagent, as it's called, into Hill's head, and it, of course, begins talking to him. And um, later on, it absconds and uh, somehow manages to get a nude Meg displayed <laughs> on a uh, on an examination table. I guess it was in the morgue, actually, a morgue table. And he just goes right for the old crotch. I mean, he is literally about to put his face in there. And yeah, David Gale's wife was just, how could you, she says, next to him. And I believe it led him to divorce, but I'm not exactly sure. No, no, the, the cast had basically said, yeah, that's pretty much what caused it. And the divorce okay. went through, like, shortly after the screening, so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he was great. He uh, he wore a toupee through the whole entire thing so that um, the head would match his haircut. So yeah. David and while we're on the minute trivia, I think there was even something about the pan, like it was used somewhere else. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. That, okay. That's going a little deep. I've I've seen um, all the reanimators, obviously. I've seen the weird remake that they did um, that's just not in English. I've also seen Reanimator the Musical on stage at the Steve Allen Theater, and uh, Stuart Gordon was actually director of that. So he was there in the in the house that night that I saw it. But I have, uh, you want me a link for, for your own uh, excursion to Reanimator, yeah? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, on my birthday a few years ago, uh, we did a live reading at the theater, and uh, it was an all-female, all-women cast, rather, um, doing, the, doing the shooting script of Reanimator. So there's a lot of things in there for fans of the film, there's deleted scenes and stuff that didn't get in the movie that people know. There's stuff that was shot for the the rated R version. Uh, there's everything, and but there's also things in the the shooting script that never even were filmed. It's so it's, you know, it's pretty interesting. But me and my friends, yeah, near the end, we're just really cutting up. But we do the whole thing from start to finish. And the audience, you watch the video, they stay. <laughs> I couldn't believe <laughs> it. I was kind of running through it uh, just to make sure the whole thing was there. And I'm like, wow, those same people. Were there through the entire sat through that entire thing? I don't think there was an intermission. Ooh, okay. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> fine, but I'm just like if you're adding all the deleted scenes and stuff, it seems like we're we're in for a bit of a ride. Um, oh man, I've never I've never seen the third one. I, it's probably not one we're going to get to on the on the sanctuary anytime in the near future. So, any any thoughts on that one? Really, it's I don't uh, remember the name. <laughs> it's called it's called Beyond Reanimator, and uh, this was one that I believe was Sci-Fi Channel was involved with. And uh, production-wise, it feels like a sci-fi ch- channel movie, but it also has a very odd thing to it that's not like a sci-fi channel movie or the other reanimators. And this, by this time, uh, Stuart Gordon did not direct it. It was directed by Brian Usna, which is the pr- producer of um, the first two reanimators. And uh, honestly, Usna has made some great movies on his own. Um, but I, uh, I remember it being... Uh, shot in Spain, like around that time, just that whole company was shooting in Spain a lot. They were, they began um, really when, uh, if they didn't shoot some of Bride of Reanimator in it, they shot a, the entire Castle Freak uh, somewhere in Spain or Romania or something like that, and they just kept shooting there. So all of the actors are dubbed because their accents don't even sound, I'm sure, remotely like you know where they're supposed to be. And so uh, Herbert West is in jail. He finally went to jail. <laughs> in that movie and uh you've got the uh the son of um a woman that was killed in his zombie massacre uh um gets like a job there basically so he can meet west and like start working with him kind of like he's the the uh the new um uh what was it what was bruce abbott's character named dan dr dan Oh, uh, right, right. Dan Kane. Dan Kane. So yeah. it's basically like 
the you know the, he's the new Dan or whatever, and he has got you know uh, kind of a crisis of conscience when things start getting real. Um, Santiago Segura is in it. He's one of my favorite uh, Spanish movie stars. He's been in a lot of uh, um, what's that? The guy that made that movie where the fetus truck collides and all the jars of fetuses fly up in the air. He's been in Day of the Beast. Uh, he, he's he's in it too, and he's really good. But I honestly, I think I've only seen it once. I, I, guess I don't it would think it be a, like a paella horror. We get spaghetti westerns in Italy, so paella yeah. Horror. No, there you go. Know. No, that's a, that's there a good go. way to describe it. <laughs> so no, he's a great actor, and he like he, he Segura should have been in the other Reanimators as well. He's awesome. But uh, aside from that, it was just like a clearly a cash in of of some kind. And you know, you've got Combs, so if you're a fan of him. As Herbert West, that was pretty much the last well, they one. They really couldn't do it without him, could they? <laughs> no, they planned on doing a fourth called House of Reanimator, and I think they got really far along um, because uh, uh, Stuart Gordon had worked with William H. Macy on a movie called Edmund that was really, really good. Um, and so he was going to cast Macy as the President of the United States in West's uh, in House of Reanimator, was basically called in when the president is killed and he reanimates him so the public doesn't know. Like that was, if I remember correctly, that was the conceit of, of House of Reanimator. But yeah, it never got made. That would have been great, I think. Probably still Sci Fi Channel, probably still shot in Spain. But you know, uh, that just sounds funny to me. And I would love to see William H. Macy as a zombie president. I mean, <laughs> I'd, I I'd honestly rather. That's the thing you could do the comic book version of as well. I'm I mean, sure of there are a movie satisfying too, but you know, if so there's yeah, a full script and make the likenesses, <laughs> you're, you're rolling there. Um, yeah, there. There have been comics. I don't know how many. I don't know if like Ash versus Herbert West ever happened, or you know, there's probably a lot of that. The, the kind of things that if I were 11 right now, I would be eating up. You know. And when, when does I want? I always want to say Doctor Herbert West. He's not Doctor Reanimator, is he? One the second one, or am I just wanting uh, to add that because he because he's such a mad scientist. No, he's he's a medical student. That's that's true. So I don't I don't think Doctor Herbert West possibly not in any of them. I mean, how would he? He's a pretty much a rogue there, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I was watching. I was like, this guy doesn't have it now. Does he ever? Mm, weird. Yeah. Oh, no, my I, other <laughs> weird thought is they what had to fake what Anaheim is Switzerland in this one, and now they're filming in Europe. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, true. Zurich, Zurich. Yeah, yeah, Zurich is because that's just in California. So the yeah, tables are flipped good. now. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, we we gotta mention the name there, was it? Oh it's it's Hans Gruber, isn't it? <laughs> Dr. Gruber. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny, like I've seen um uh they they ran this one year um before uh Gonzorific. Like uh my the movies that I make always show at midnight and then um during October they started to have these like horror movie festivals, so now it's like, you know, a, a major horror movie that people know. Um, will play or a brand new horror movie uh, that's high profile and then my movies at midnight and one year yeah they did reanimate i was over the moon about this my favorite horror movie on the big screen then followed by my stuff and i love seeing the punch that it still has with people they're still freaking out they still think it's disgusting and they still find it hilarious um and the um i liked your note about uh rufus the cat because the rufus the cat scene still plays very well too but uh your question was um, would I hate the movie if it was Rufus the dog? Yeah, <laughs> and I had to really, think, I had to really think about that. Uh, 
because I don't like like seeing stuff happen to dogs. And as a matter of fact, I does the dog is a great website that I go to before I watch a movie and I actually type in the title of the film to see if it's you know it's got a listing because I want to know because it you know it puts me out of the a movie sometimes you know. Uh, That's but why you would, never saw Private Ryan, yeah. Uh, no, I, I walked out of Private Ryan after 20 minutes, and I went into basketball, which was just starting. So, and basketball ends, and I see the end of Private Ryan. So I've been told I've seen the worst parts of Private Ryan. Oh, there we what, go. <laughs> what happens to a dog in Private Ryan? I didn't, I didn't know anything happens. There must be some other... Does he get blown up? I, I might be thinking of a different movie, to be perfectly honest, but I, I guess I just remember there's something up with Private Ryan there, something with, with Ryan's privates. <laughs> no, I would I would still I would still enjoy it, but I would I would find that kind of cheap. There's uh another movie I watched around that same time a lot, uh The Fly Part 2 also was hitting home video around the same time as Bright I of- definitely saw that several times. I guess I I saw the schlocky sequels, but you know, you're 11 years old, that's that's those are the ones to see anyway. That's yeah. when you really enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, that falls into the category of sci-fi, certainly. Um Although there was a, a deleted scene of The Fly 2 um, that I didn't see until years later when the special edition came out. And it was of Eric Stoltz' character um, kind of on the run uh, from the place that he'd been kept. And uh, he thro- throws up on a, a, a bunch of Boy Scouts, but they roll up the window before the acid can get to the kids' faces. All right. <laughs> they chopped it out because they're like, oh, we want people to like this guy. Like, not if he almost murders children with his vomit, I know. Well, no one wants you to like this guy, so why don't we get into some of the, the horrible effects that we get in Reanimator? Because that's, oh, yeah. that's worth a discussion. Oh, yeah, definitely. I guess the calling card here really is just the gore effects, you know? I mean, for the 80s, what is it, this American Werewolf in London and probably something else? If you want to add yeah, it. Yeah, the, the thing. Okay, rule of, oh, which we're going to talk about in an hour or so. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I, I like, took it out of my mind because I'm not talking about the thing quite yet. But yeah, I feel like those three would probably be the good gold standards. I mean, I want to call a Nightmare on Elm Street film one of them too, but I mean, they don't compare to those three. <laughs> no, uh, well, the 80s was just like that renaissance of effects. You know, this was um, when they were not being made for children anymore. They were really starting to be made for adults, and a lot of big studios were um, having their own, like, special effects. Like, you know, before it was just like one guy that would do, do everything. Definitely the more you read about uh, Lon Chaney, the more you kind of find out how little attention they paid to it. Uh, Jack Pierce as well. But, um, yeah, by this time, effects were their own industry because audiences wanted blood and guts. You know, the ratings board had yet to really come down on horror movies. And so, um, yeah, John, John Carl Beekler, who um, 
passed away also fairly recently. He was the one who was responsible for uh, supervising all the makeup effects on this movie, and there's a ton. Uh, are there any gags that stand out for you particularly, other than just the, the severed head and all of that? Well, um, the cat punt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it hits I did, the wall and slides down. Yeah. And I, I was disappointed <laughs> that, that he did not leave the note. Cat dead details no. later. <laughs> yeah, there's like coffee mugs that say that now. I mean, it's kind of at that point, you know. Um, I I love, I really love kind of, it's super obvious how they did the headless body. I mean, it's not really well done. The one in Return of the Living Dead the year before, also not incredible. I mean, it's just like, you know a guy's in there or you know a guy's, or or if it's a dummy. But that body had to do a lot of things. And so it's just comical. It's It has no head. It can't see. So it's goofing around. Um, but what I think people aren't expecting and what they amazingly uh, re- were able to reproduce on stage in the musical version of Reanimator was when um, the intestines burst from, uh, I believe it's Dr. Hill's body, and begin to wrap themselves around Herbert and, and choke him. With this, I mean, pretty much everything here is practical, and it's on a oh, yeah. 16-day shoot, so that must take a fair amount of planning. <laughs> yeah, and uh, no, everything had to work. Everything had to work. And so, yeah, the, the head looks great in the in the body, but uh, in the pan rather. But that's mostly uh, that's mostly uh, um, David Gale's uh, performance there. I mean, he's really, really going for it. Everyone in the movie is. Um, but if you're looking for like anatomically correct, they just, you, it's a lot of camera tricks that they do. It's a, a lot of, in the cutting, you know, so you'll see combs go down with that shovel, bam, like that. And then you'll see the head like kind of flip off into the, into the, away from the focal point. And you don't like totally, you, there's not this moment of impact, you know, so there it's gore, but it's not doing everything for you. Like later would be. Something maybe in the Friday the 13th movies or in some of these, uh, Tom Savini, you know, his style was always like show absolutely everything. Oh, yes, um, Day but, of the Dead. I guess we have to add that to the list of effects, <laughs> ridiculous effects well, that, movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there was, that was where uh, Greg Nicotero got his start. You know, famously now of Can Be, one of the only effects studios still working from uh, those people who were involved in the originals, because I think most of them have closed down because of CGI. Um, but yeah, though this this movie is full of gore. I mean, it's and you got to see the unrated. Most of the times you'll you'll run across the unrated, but the 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 difference is is pretty massive in terms of uh, the running time. I'm and, not 100 percent uh, sure which one I was actually watching. To be honest, um, what what are some of the unrated cuts? Uh, it's it's mostly got to do with um, when he actually cuts uh, Doctor Hill's head off with that shovel. That scene is chopped down considerably and then of course the head giving head scene um i don't think he quite it goes it's shorter you know um but they also add things when they take away so the movie doesn't become like super short so when you look at the running times they look kind of similar but i remember at suncoast video when i was ordering my my own vhs copy uh because my dad is going to keep all of his obviously and uh, i wanted to make sure i got the unrated i remember that being a big deal (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, I guess stunt doubles count as special effects. I, I wrote in my notes uh, when they first reanimate the cadaver, like he's like a head trauma terminator. 
plus zombie, yep. and didn't realize, oh, that actually is Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunt double from that period. That, yeah, that was his double. Yeah, absolutely. And he's walking around with his butt and his dong, like, just all the way out. Yeah, Luke will kick himself he's still at the gym. Because, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's our Arnold moment. That That's straight up, that's basically a straight up Terminator on screen for that bit. <laughs> Doing <laughs> well, yeah, because he's naked. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that. Yeah, we recognize his ass, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> I know that ass. That's the Terminator's ass. <laughs> right. Well, apparently I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's a famous ass ass. Right, right. Well, can't get more famous than that ass. Um, <laughs> really, at least, at least not among men, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah, no, you always wonder about the audition process for things like that. Uh, you should probably talk about the the music too, because uh, this is a uh, this is um, I guess Charles Band, the producer's baby brother, and um, the music kind of sounds a little bit like uh, another famous score. Oh God! Now you have to now I, now you are making me look at my notes here. <laughs> if I made a well, it's pretty much a direct ripoff of Bernard Herrmann for Psycho. Oh, okay. I was actually gonna guess Vertigo, but not too far off. Yeah. No, those strings, it's not even a question. I mean, it's almost like, how did you get away with this? Yeah, yeah, now I'm thinking about it. So, um, no, I didn't actually make a note. I, I think Vertigo went through my mind, to be honest, but that's almost, it's just a few ticks away. Vertigo has some yeah. stat. <laughs> I guess I've just seen Vertigo more. I've, uh, Psycho is fantastic, but I've only seen that like twice, right? I've seen Vertigo like 10 times or something. Well, if you play the theme to Psycho and then play the reanimator title theme, I mean, no, there's. I just, from my memory now, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my ringtone. Like, when my ringer's on, it's the reanimator theme. So everyone's like, oh, you got Psycho on your phone. Cool. <laughs> oh, God, I would probably, I would really, I would understand, but I would be disappointed with if that happened. Like, oh, big Hitchcock fan. Like, mm, I mean, yeah, but reanimator. <laughs> Nothing here is as catchy as the Repossessed song, though. Oh god! Yeah, <laughs> while uh, while Reanimator is one of my favorite movies of all time, <laughs> Repossess has to be one of my least favorite of all time. Yeah, I rarely if, talk about. That's what I say. If you have no clue what we're talking about, that's after Naked Gun. Leslie Nielsen maybe he was a scene now as Frank Drebin seen on screen because they just dragged him <laughs> into this, uh, you know, sort of a parody of '80s horror and Exorcist and all that. Exorcist, of course, being '70s, but uh, yeah, just oh. Terrible. Yeah, Linda, Linda Blair was a star of, of Repossessed, and I haven't revisited it. It's not that there aren't funny things in it. It's more of just like, you ever, when you're in public, you just see somebody drop something or fall, and you just feel embarrassed for them? You're like, ah, oh, you get this feeling of like, I don't know, I'm sure there's a word for it, but it's just, you feel their embarrassment. Well, when you watch, when I, rather, watch Repossessed, I get that feeling of just being embarrassed for everybody. I just don't want to re-encounter that theme song, which I'm not even going to try and sing, not because I don't know it, but because I, I don't want our listeners to have to have it go through their mind for the rest of eternity. No, if you choose to Google that, that's on you. <laughs> You're yeah. not like saying that you should by any means, no. But uh, yeah, the um, the reanimate the musical uh, that. That, that that music is great. It's far better than Evil Dead the musical. I don't think I like Evil Dead the musical for its story and structure, the way they wrote basically all three movies as one story. Like it, it would make a great film, but the music in it's weak. Uh, the music in Reanimator the musical very strong, um, and yeah, it, it goes through the whole story. And you do yeah, there's so much gore at the end. I mean, it's 
I was sitting, I wasn't sitting in the splash row, as they call it. I was a few seats back. But while Herbert is singing the final, like his final song, his final number, he's singing it while being strangled by intestines. I mean, it's, and and the actor, you can tell, has, uh, they've built a, a hose of some kind into the intestines. So while the actor playing Herbert is being strangled and he's singing, he can actually like squirt the audience with this intestine. It's great. Yeah, I wrote, it's hard to chat with no vocal cords. <laughs> that was for a... Uh... Dr. Hill, of course, but... <laughs> oh, well, we were talking about medical inconsistencies with the That's, with we, don't, we, don't, we don't have to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not watched uh, Reanimator with a medical professional. Although, you know, it'd be funny if they created a TV series that was that, like a Netflix series or YouTube series where a, you know, a medical professional watches uh, Home Alone, for example, and talks about the real-life injuries that would occur and so so forth. Oh, oh, there is one medical inconsistency I'll get at. I like how at the end when um, when um, Barbara Crampton's character dies, everyone just leaves. Is, yeah. that what, is that what happens? Everyone just leaves instantly? Uh, that doesn't seem right. Well, because they're like, Dan, it's over, call it, you know, and they're just like, we're going to give you a minute with her. No, the part that I thought was uh, screwy was when uh, Dan leaves her getting strangled by that, you know, that beef jerky arm in the elevator uh, to go get that fire axe. It's yeah, like, meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile, <laughs> she's being strangled here. I was like, dude, where are you going, man? She's getting choked. When seconds count, I'll be over in the hallway. Dr. Halsey is the character in Halo who creates all the Spartans, and she dies, but she gets to live on by copying her brain into Cortana. So I wonder if she's named after the character from this. Because, you know, the Halo games do copy a lot from sci-fi books and films. Reanimator. Man, I just I, I want to give him his doctorate. I want to be Doctor West, Doctor Herbert West, but I guess he's he's not. <laughs> no, he was a medical student, and uh, you know they they do some humor that's like I think just for college students. And you know he's like, at any rate, your student loan will be rescinded. He's like, <laughs> I can't finish medical school. <laughs> People really like. There's some that laugh in the audience, but others are like, oh, damn. Yeah, I went through the eye of the needle for that sort of stuff myself, which Georgia let you do for at least a few years. So <laughs> where you yeah. didn't end up saddled with loans, which is nice. And I guess, well, yeah, it's well, like maybe that's why Herbert Rust ends up in Spain in the end, even though it's not really Spain. Get away from those loans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, you know, who gave you a license to practice med- medicine? Dr. Seuss? <laughs> what well, 
He, uh, no, we think of as a doctor he's in a white coat. We trust those in a white coat. And if you've got glasses, you're a smart guy in a white coat. Right. That's him. So he's a doctor. He's a unofficial yeah. doctor. Oh, oh, the one thing I, before I get too deep into him, the one thing I, I learned, uh, trivia wise on here is this is the first instance of glow sticks in a movie for the reagent. Oh yeah. Right. They like, they, oh, they had to, they, they broke open a ton of them, didn't they? Cause they weren't. They didn't sell the gunk like in gallons or anything, right? They had to break them open. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I guess it was stuff that, like for you know laser shows or something, because uh, they didn't even have the know. raids going yet, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. This would have been um, what you or I would have you or I would have um, taken out on trick or treat, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, I think. God, no. I think I somehow did a Luke Skywalker with a glow stick once. So that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, lightsaber, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a uh, that's not code for anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm uh, not code for some of you listeners know what I'm asking for. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the old glow stick saber. Luke no, Skywalker with a glow stick. <laughs> uh, and the, the reason why they didn't sell probably because it's super toxic. Yeah. You know? so, yeah, I wonder. Maybe that's why there's so many people in this movie dead. <laughs> Breaking over too now many glow sticks. Now we're getting to the bottom of the reanimator conspiracy. It's not because they were already old when it was made. Oh, or that, that I guess works too. But uh, yeah, Herbert West himself, I think he's one of the more obsessive characters we're going to find in any screen, uh, in any movie. Yeah, oh God. Well, you know, there's one thing to just be driven for one's career and another one just like completely lack any sort of empathy whatsoever. I mean, he really does have the quality that you kind of would expect somebody in the medical profession to have, which is, you know, they can sort of detach the body from the person and just kind of, you know, but, but Wes is worse than that because he really doesn't see any human being or any living thing at all as being any more than just this, this, this body, this, this sort of electrical process and chemical process, you know? So he, uh, you know, what, what, uh, what I think shocks people also is when, um, you know, the, uh, that character of the, uh, I want to say his name is, um, Dean Halsey, the dean of the the university, when he dies, which he just happens to walk in on one of their when they're you know just af- after Terminator Zombie. I was looking and for he his dies. name, but I wrote Dean Asshole. <laughs> oh no! no. Sorry um, to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> no, if you find Robert Sampson's name, tell me if he's dead or not. Because I earlier said that he was dead, but I don't know that for a fact. I feel like he died pr- maybe this year or last year. But um, he uh. He he just dies, and his and Herbert West's immediate thought is, let's bring him back to life, you know. But it's all in self-preservation. He's not trying to like uh, help this guy like a doctor would, like someone in a medical profession would. He's just like, oh, homie, we got a fresh body, man. He's like, you know, this is what does he say to to um, to, to Kane? He's like, this is the freshest corpse we could come across, aside from killing one ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they do that so, too, yeah, don't they? <laughs> yeah, you, you want to talk about an obsessed guy, but um, he is. Uh, I I just find him really funny. I just I find him really funny from the the pencil breaking, you know. Yeah, so to, say, like, ha- this is kind of a two prong question. Does Jeffrey Combs have charisma and charm? That that's an easy one. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. I mean, don't. I, I'm assuming you're not going to disagree. Does Herbert West have charisma and charm? <laughs> I think. I mean, in a way, I think so, because, you know, if you were to say that he had charisma and charm, he would have to be the leading man in this. 
but obviously they got uh, Doctor or Dean Kane or what is the name? Dan, Dan Kane. Kane. Sorry, a lot of D's and C's. Uh, Dan is like the dashing hero, or whatever. So he's actually supposed to have been like the star, the leading man. Wes is just sort of like a wild card. Like, is he bad? Is he good? But um, that's why Wes doesn't have the love interests, you know. All that. So he's he's kind of an in between. You never know if you should be on his side or not. But we side with West, and we want to see him succeed because of that charisma and charm, I think. Otherwise, if he were sort of like a snake or like a, is he bad, is he good? Or if you're sort of worried, is he going to kill um, Dan at some point or Meg at some point if he gets the chance? I don't, I don't think you're necessarily thinking that he, he could just murder anyone at any time for any reason. Uh, I, I I think it's a crucial line that they have with the with the... The character and when people are done watching the movie they're all about herbert west every oh, time exactly that's that's where i'm that's why i'm suggesting west himself does he really because i'm you know i'm separating the actor and the character yeah, yeah and it wouldn't be a good like if if herbert west did come across on screen as just a completely nasty dork you know like psychotic oh, yeah. sociopathic dork it would not be a fun movie to watch <laughs> no but is that, that who he really is you know everything is just heightened through this film because it's rather ridiculous in a good way yeah yeah no it is it is ridiculous that's a great word to use i i, I think and you know that might be one of the reasons why this is one of the ones that hasn't been remade as of yet i mentioned a remake but it's not really it's just this like kind of stream of consciousness retelling of the herbert west reanimator lovecraft story um, which, by the way, anyone who's not watching Lovecraft Country on HBO, this is one of the first TV series I've ever cared to follow in years, years, years. It is amazing, but um, yeah, they're they're uh, it's it's definitely a, because of Jeffrey Combs. You know, I mean, he's just they they if they put in. I'm not against remakes at all. Like I usually like them. Sometimes I like them more, but man, it would be hard to cast that role because he would have to kind of almost be rewritten. Yeah, you'd have to find a new angle in. It's just, it's so melded to the actor. And Jeffrey Combs was, I mean, he was trying to what be like a, basically a normal leading man at this point. It's, um, he got pigeonholed by this movie by doing it so well, you know? I guess... Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> I guess that's why I like seeing him as all the Star Trek aliens, because he's still doing genre. Like, he's basically, he's... If he ever does get out of that and shows up in some award-winning movie, that's amazing. But, you know, it kind of gave him some room to breathe and do something a little different. Yeah, true. And and also, I think Combs himself is a fan of the genre. I think he's doing exactly the kind of work that he wants to be doing. And, and for uh, friends of mine in the film industry that have worked with him, they all say it. And he is just great. Like, he's really got his... I hate to say he's got a good... He's got his head on straight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I almost said it. All right. Well, he does in this movie. It's not the other. It's other people that lose it. Right? He keeps it. No. Yeah. <laughs> that, was his, that was his stipulation. I'll do the film. I'm keeping my head because it's on nice and straight. You know. <laughs> I gotta keep my head. Don't mess with my hair either. <laughs> so no, but there are straight up and down like, just like slapstick comedy yeah. in this movie. So I think he plays that also extremely well. I guess that's where Dan Dan Kane following him's a little bit weird, just because. Um, I guess it's an 80s thing, like Fright Night, or I mean, I'm sure there's some other examples where you're like, why are they attracted to this person? <laughs> or oh, following yeah. this person, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely true. But, you know, it's the the answer is because there would be no story if nobody, nobody was. And as we've kind of found out now, I think more than ever before, here in the United States, 
is that um, previous to um, this uh, uh, COVID-19 pandemic, uh, we would watch uh, horror movies and go like, why would they go in there? They're so stupid. They know they're going to die, and yet they're still going in there. Now we know that's exactly how people would really act. Anyway, um, you kind of mic dropped, right? So I was like, oh, okay, I got I to put the segment there. But before we pull into the final stretch, up oh, and Sup? here comes Luke. We're, we're pulling into the final stretch. Are you masturbating about goosebumps or whatever? What's that? I said, are you nerds still mutually masturbating about goosebumps or whatever? Goosebumps the movie, man. Who's <laughs> <laughs> coming on? I don't know where your headphone splitter is. Um, sorry, we talked about how Herbert West is creepy with charisma, but um, Doctor, I guess that's where Dr. Hill has zero charisma and he's creepy as fuck. Like, even oh, before man. he's a monster. Yeah. Uh, so, I think the one thing um, that this misses, this version of the movie misses, the one that most people have seen, that I really wish uh, had been in the movie a little more, but I understand why it slows it down is Dr. Hill is working on, um, mind control. Yeah. He's very, Ewan Cameron. I think I might've written that in there somewhere. Yeah. And that, that adds a layer of creep and scum and bastard that I think you want to see his head chopped off even more. (laughs) Uh, it makes him even more scummy because he's, I mean, when, uh, when he's when he's looking at Meg and talking to her and trying, he's trying to control their will, you know, and that's really what he was doing with those zombies, is trying to to be you know have be their master or whatever, complete mastery of the will. And so when you when you can tell that he's trying to get involved with the dean's daughter who's a student, gross. He seemed to be trying to get involved <laughs> with uh, Herbert West a bit as well. So yeah, yeah, just total scummery for villainry. So uh, Luke, yeah. uh, sup. Yeah, so hi, welcome, this is Matt. This is Luke. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Someone got caught up in Japanese red tape. Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> when you sent me the message, I was like, oh, 10. I was like, dude's not going to be here in time. <laughs> well, I would have been, 
if the gym had actually opened at 10. Oh. They let us in, we're like, let us start signing up. We got like halfway into the process and like, oh yeah, you can come into the club, but there's no one at the gym office until 11. <laughs> so I just got to like sit and drink a coffee and look at their collection of manga. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, your thoughts on Reanimator? Two minutes, go. Uh, I like H.P. Lovecraft. This is kind of like the more forgettable of H.P. Lovecraft's stories, but it still gets into the sort of the fear of science interfering with nature, kind of like that aspect. Um, it's got a hot naked blonde girl in bondage, so I'm always up for that. But then, like, the dude takes his own head off and starts licking her out. And I've always been a bit creeped out by the idea of, like, having these pornographic elements in, like, these gore fests. Because it's like, am I meant to be getting off to this or not? Or is it just meant to make me feel awkward? So that was a bit of a thing. Um, the main lead guy was good, but he's just, like... He's like the, the Aaron Eckhart problem we run into a lot. He's kind of too handsome Who is to the be main lead guy? The, Dan. Oh, okay, see. But yeah, West is like the real, the interesting character, right? Yeah, we just spent most of the... And in the book, he is very much the protagonist. We spent most of this discussion assuming he was a lead. Andrew brought up the dance. Actually, there's really? And was, okay, go on, sorry. Yeah, he gets to do the heroic rescue. He runs away and is tanked up with his muscles out at the end. But, yeah. <laughs> He's the chin of this movie. Yeah, he is. He, he was hired for chin, like 100%. But... And one more important <laughs> question for you. Did you recognize the ass? The ass? Yeah. No. Oh, the, the first reanimated corpse was yeah. Schwarzenegger's body double. Terminator. Oh, cool. I recognize the I ass. did recognize um, Wayun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mentioned that, uh, and now Andrew has something new to watch, I guess. I guess I've got a Wayun uh, thing I need to bring up. You know, during summer school, we were watching episodes of Detective Conan. Yeah. And they draw the ears so freaking big. <laughs> Every character is meant to be human, but they look like they're either a Ferengi or a <laughs> whatever Wayun is. I can't remember the name of his species. So, yeah, Andrew, that, that's... Yeah, that's my two minutes on Reanimator. <laughs> that, that's your homework, man. Go look up Wayun if you want some more good Jeffrey Combs. Oh, you've got my thing no, to stand I, up without I, the pillow. I actually couldn't get it to stand up with the pillow for some reason, so I gave up. Yeah, Luke's got you're a weird... You're going to have to tell people what you're talking about, because that's going <laughs> to sound hinge, weird. The hinges on my laptop are smashed. So although it still works perfectly fine, you have to do some jiggery-pokey to get it to stand up. <laughs> So I was worried I would destroy his computer by opening up his computer, but it seems to have worked out in the end. Yeah, he's pulled it off somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're recording if you're not Andrew is, so since Andrew is recording yep. the call. Yeah, it, sh it should yeah. do automatically. I'm just checking whether the battery is working. It's not telling me it's not. Okay. How's your charge? We don't know. Oh, yeah, it was plugged in. Cool. Good. Okay. All systems are go. Good to know. Would have been fun if we just got suddenly cut off in the middle of our conversation. Yeah. Um, anyway, Reanimator. Um, so, actually, Luke, let's start with you. Does it hold up? Um, you had a few issues there. We, we heard those. My, most of my issues are with it not being the best um, of Lovecraft's books. Mm. The film actually does a much better job with this concept than the book did. Right. Uh, so, actually, I think it holds up pretty well. Yeah, you're talking... It's a fun little romp. Um, I, I, do I, I'm, I don't even need to ask Andrew that question, but you want to answer it anyway? Uh, no, I, I really agree with Luke. When I finally was able to read some Lovecraft, uh, I think it was, uh, maybe in like eighth or ninth grade, very disappointed in, uh, in the Herbert West reanimator. <laughs> I think, I think Lovecraft himself was on record as saying like, they made me write this one. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. This was very much the for the paycheck one. <laughs> yeah. He would have been really mad at the movie because there's a black person in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, But yeah, it's a good horror movie. Sci-fi horror. As it's, uh, This will be released around Halloween time. So 
I, I guess you're not having a gun. Are you doing a streaming a Gonzerific Film Festival this year or anything? I've, I've already spoken to the theater about it, so they are willing to uh, you know work on it with me so we can get something happening. I just can't say exactly what it's going to be yet, but I have. Okay. Yeah, this, plans are in the works. This is airing, I guess, around October 22nd, so do you have... I mean, feel free to send us a voice clip if you do. Want we're to, like, we're already like clipping his read-through of Reanimator with, with his own yeah. cast. Okay. <laughs> so we definitely got yeah. some something else. It's going to be a long-ass episode. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you have Gonzerific's reanimator. Uh, no, I, uh, if I was going to like plug anything, it would be my new movie, Ariella Jones and the Home Video Vixens, which is available on DVD and Blu-ray and not currently on streaming yet, but I just got the money to buy the closed captions, so that should be happening fairly soon. It looked like you just Has sold all the Blu-ray. Has the uh, word bl- home been added since you last told us about that film? Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> I remember it being video I mean, it was always Vixens. on the... Yeah, it was on the it was always on the script, but okay. I, I think I'd forgotten it and lost my way. Oh, okay. But um, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the Blu-ray is almost sold out. That's true. I'm looking at two copies, and I think an order came in just while we were doing this. So nice. In other words, we look for you at a Gonzerific on Instagram is the place to go. Yeah, that's the one I keep up with. Like, oh, uh, I don't think I follow you on Insta. That's where we are. Okay, well, we're going to put a cap on it for today because we're actually going to start our next podcast in about three minutes. <laughs> so, yeah. Andrew, that- sorry for the funkiness today. But yeah, we got, I mean, come on, we've known each other for 30 years, so I think we can have a good rap on here too. So, <laughs> no, no, we we have we have a lot of practice. It just hasn't happened in a while, but, you know, but tell Henrik I said what's up, man. We will do that in about three This minutes. also opens the door that if I have to record a podcast without you soon, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matt fucked up the schedule one hour in one direction, and I fucked it up an hour in the other direction. So. <laughs> the, 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 um, the moral of the story is don't listen to One Direction. Yeah, definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, this has been Matt. This has been Luke. And the third dude here today was... Andrew Shearer. Man, you just got in the sanctuary. What's everyone else going to do? Well, well, Andrew and the listeners at home can just get out of our sanctuary and go join a gym and get swole, like I did. <laughs> you just started the membership, man. Yeah, but I, I was there for like six months, but then it shut for three months. Uh, and now okay. my arms are almost as skinny as yours, so I need to go back. Uh, <laughs> okay, later, y'all. See us. Later. Thank you.